This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour three on the Friday edition. A great day for talk radio. We've got our panel coming up shortly. Topics worthy of discussion, of which there are many. One that I haven't touched on today at all, but I've got to bring up. I mean, yesterday when the uh, finance minister, Vic Fideli, says uh, they're going to uh, increase funding to support breeding. I thought that's what, that's what welfare does. No, uh, just making a slight, uh, that was unfair. Uh, anyway. <laughs> This is to enhance the industry. The horse breeding industry actually had it pretty good with the slots at the racetracks until uh, McGinty, I guess it was when one of the two, no, it was McGinty, took it away from them. And uh, then they fell on hard times and like 60,000 horsemen and women were sort of left to fend for themselves and small farms were, uh, well, they went under. And uh, anyway, it was really calamitous for this industry in the province, which is why I guess... uh, the government of Doug Ford is seeking to help them out, for better, for worse. Uh, we'll see what the panel has to say on that. Obviously, there are uh, a lot of things when it comes to finances that uh, need to be addressed. We were talking about this with the tweaking of the education curriculum in the province, especially in the primary grades. You know, the math curriculum, we've seen this. Uh, the test scores, the EQAO test scores in grade six are abysmal, falling below I guess they're at 49%. They're below 50%. Uh, And if this is supposedly what we get for the bang for our buck when the teachers are getting, you know, increases in salaries and their numbers, the unions are not happy because Ford's looking to uh, change that arrangement as well. But I submitted last week that this ought to include the math curriculum, financial literacy. And lo and behold, brilliant minds think alike. It's uh, also part of a primer put together by a friend, Wolfgang Klein. Vice President and Portfolio Manager with Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. And you also hear him Saturday mornings at 7 here on Global News Radio, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Wolfgang, how you doing? Uh, you know, it, it, it's a pleasure to be on with you, uh, John, uh, Johnny. And by the way, it's a great day for talk radio. All right. You know, I was reading with interest. Uh, again, if I can just dip into your primer on uh, how... Wealth is created. I love this because you say we really don't need brilliant investment ideas, but rather good old-fashioned common sense to set ourselves up for financial independence. So, you know, give me a, for instance, like saving a couple of bucks a day might actually lead to good outcomes uh, if you start early enough. You know, Johnny, I've been doing media with Chorus for, you know, over 17 years, Uh, TV, radio, you name it. And you know, they, they always say, well, please dumb it down, dumb it down, dumb it down for the average listener. So here you have it, my friend. $5 a day saved by a 15-year-old. Any 15-year-old can, can, can amass 5 bucks a day. I have three kids. They, they, they take money out of my jeans all the time. 5 bucks a day invested at 9%. People say, gee, how can I get 9%? The TSE, the Toronto Stock Exchange, has compounded at above 9% over the last 60 years. The U.S. market has compounded over 10%. So it's an aggressive number, but let's play with it. 9%, five bucks a day, if you every single day buy the stock market through a mutual fund, now you can't do it with five, they cost for 50, let's play with five. Five bucks a day, at the age of 55, you're left with $700,000, my friend. Hmm. So all right. But but Johnny, 10 bucks a day gets you 1.4 million dollars at 55 take it to 65 you can basically double that money uh so all you need to do to 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 prepare for retirement is 10 bucks a day and aggressively invested in blue chip stocks but we don't do that so i got three programs here i've actually set up and i'll send them to you john actually i sent them to your your producer mary there is start early in your 20s 
and it doesn't take a whole lot, i.e. 1200 bucks a month. Uh, sorry, twelve hundred bucks a year in your twenties would basically get you to million dollar status by the age of uh, within about twenty six years. Twelve hundred bucks a month, twelve hundred bucks a year gets you to do about a million bucks in twenty six years versus a thousand dollars. The numbers are behind me. Basically, oh. about twenty twenty six years to get yourself to a million, my good friend. Twenty six years to get to a million. Of course, what will a million be in twenty six years? Inflation's going to erode some of that. Uh, I get your point, though. I mean, it's something where discipline is required. If you can really stay the course, uh, you're not going to have to five fret for the future. Day. How much did Johnny? How much discipline for five bucks a day? Not much. <laughs> and that, that is my point. But we don't even do that. We are so overwhelmed by hey i'll put it off till tomorrow i want to buy the two thousand dollar phone oh it's only five we make these excuses we have to systematize the same way cpp which i've called a four-letter word scam the same way they automatically take it off your paycheck just automatically save 50 bucks a month at a very early age and don't ever stop for i.e 30 years you'll be so happy 30 years 50 bucks a month. It, it, you can do it. Every Canadian can do that. And they'll basically have almost a million bucks. With Will Gann Klein uh, talking about uh, personal finances here for a second. But, you know, uh, it's interesting because you say no consumer debt ever unless it's tax deductible and pay off your mortgage as soon as possible. Consumer debt, are you kidding? We're awash in it. Uh, it's like 173% in this country. I haven't looked at the numbers, uh, Oaks. I, 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 I'll, I'll defer to your to your knowledge, but consumer debt it should, should not exist. A mortgage, and that is all. Purchase what you can afford to pay for. I'm going to flip it around. Save first, spend what's left. Not spend first, save what's left. Do the opposite. Uh, we have to take. We're living longer. The government coffers are are loaded with debt, not not with surpluses. And we're going to have multiple jobs in our lives. We have to take responsibility. But it is not that difficult if you use the magic that the good Lord has given you, and that is called time. Time is what makes all of this work. Little bits of money invested over extended periods of time and left alone, and do not be rattled by the media, because the media is the investor's worst enemy. In what sense? And, and in the sense that the... The media gets more eyeballs and more ears tuning in to negative stories. It's been proven over and over and over again. Uh, they, they, said they sold more newspapers 100 years ago with a negative headline as opposed to a positive headline. Uh, and as such, the media likes to bring the negative story. People tune in, and all of a sudden, fear and the amygdala within the human brain sets in, and they do the wrong thing at the wrong time. They sell at the bottom, and they buy at the top. They buy marijuana stocks. Uh, at the top, and, and they sell quality business at the bottom. Whereas the average person should do nothing except work, save, and invest. Mm. Now, Johnny, I thought you wanted to talk about canola with me. Well, hang on just a second. I mean, I'm too fascinated by some of these other principles okay, that you're enough. sharing with me. I, I mm-hmm. guess you're not high on Bitcoin. It peaked at about 22, 23 grand. No. What's it selling for now? Right. About five, I four? Don't, I don't care. It oh, is no. not. And in fact, I do not All care right. about Bitcoin, but I do it. I don't. I'm not saying with you. All right, but I mean, I, it's not the financial tool to uh, independent wealth by uh, age of 42 or anything, as many people have speculated. Here, I like this, what you say, always max out on your RRSPs. 
what's interesting, we were talking about that the other day with the release of the budget, where uh, now to help homeowners get into the, or first timers to get into home buying, you can max out or you can take 35 grand out of your RRSPs. And a lot of people called and said, well, what young person has 35K in their RRSPs? You suggest they should. Uh, you know, I, I, I commend a new employee who I just hired. Um, he is a young fella. I don't pay him a lot of money, my good friend. He's 23 years of age. He's been working with me for eight months. He lives with his mother. And I asked him, I pulled him into my office yesterday, and I said, sir, tell me something. How much money have you saved so far? And he paused, and he thought, and he said, about $8,000, which is $1,000 a month. I said, sir, if you continue on this track until 65, you will have about $4.5 million, assuming Wolfgang Klein doesn't give you any raises. And I promise I will be giving you raises. Mm. So he, he could do it. Eight grand, and he's been with me for eight months, and he's, he's not making a lot of money. Yeah, but he's going to have expenses. And if he buys a home, there's a big nut that he's, you set a mortgage, take out a mortgage. Okay, so he's got debt, he's got to finance, so he's not going to always be contributing. Again, it's all proportionate, and it's, it's how much of a mortgage, where is he going to live, when is he going to purchase? Uh, we, we are now, unfortunately, the most expensive city in the country, and now a second most expensive city in the country. Toronto is a challenging city, and it's very concerning to me as a father of three children. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that's a difficult one. Uh, I see mortgages, John, of four and five hundred thousand dollars. How are they ever going to pay it off? Now, again, my colleague at work, my other colleague at work, Jack, said, you know something? When he took his first mortgage, his father said, "How are you ever going to pay that off?" And turn up, he's whittling it down. And his father said the same thing to him. So, my parents had the same comment said to them fifty years ago. The lawyer said, "You got a big mortgage. How are you ever going to pay it off?" It was $8,000, my friend. Yeah, and people didn't overextend themselves. Then I will ask you about canola, since you prompted me anyway. China stopped buying Canadian, uh, Canadian canola seed. Uh, I mm-hmm. guess this in retaliation to the whole Huawei thing uh, as it moves forward. What does this mean in terms of, uh, you know, our economy? Um, our economy, not a whole lot, John, but it's, it's a very interesting question that you ask me because... Uh, when you peel back the onion, there's a much bigger issue going on, and that's global trade. Uh, and this game and ship, and, and certain countries are being treated like pawns, and Canada's being treated like a pawn with China, with Trump stirring the pot. Uh, I can't say our prime minister's done a very good job in this manner. Canola is not a big export of Canada, although from a farmer's point of view, it's, it's a very valuable cash crop, uh, and it's actually 25% of Canadian acreage uh, cash crops are now being uh, assigned to canola. It's about a $3 billion industry versus oil, which is a $40 billion industry. Gold, a $12 billion industry. Wheat is a $4.5 billion industry. So canola uh, you know, is not in the top 10, but significant. 65% of our canola goes to America. The balance to China, Mexico, and various countries. And we actually trade this stuff in about 55 countries. So uh, it's probably about a billion dollars in lost revenue. Uh, to Canada, but I'm sure we, we will sell our canola to uh, another partner. But the, the, the matter of trade negotiations, that is what is at the forefront right now. Uh, and, and when you disrupt and dislocate trade, of course, that affects GDP. So, so, the, so, so the point to the audience today, to your listeners, is what was driving the market is not just canola in China. More so, it's the fact that the global economy is slowing. And, and we were once a 
a flat world where we're no longer we're no longer flat. We're once we're becoming insular again, and, and that of course will spell to a, a global slowdown. The yield curve, ironically inverted today. What that means, John, is short-term interest rates slightly nudge above long-term interest rates. It will be the headline next week in business news. Yield curve inverting spells of a recession. So they're now talking about a recession, perhaps eighteen to twenty-four months looking forward markets were down hard today uh so canola unto itself is not the story all right well that is the story then as you've alluded if there's a recession that drat our word for uh, another 12 but, to t- but i want i want to interject and i have to I have to say this before you move on to your next story it doesn't matter to the average listener work save spend what's less continue to invest systematic automatically have the money come out of your account and invest the money. You need to do this as a Canadian if you want to have a comfortable retirement and not rely on other people. All right. Wolfgang, let you go on that note. Folks can follow up by listening tomorrow at 7 in the morning. Global News Radio, Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein. Appreciate your time very much. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 